It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and also on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, May the 3rd, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I'm coming to you live from isolation in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from Houston by Bill Prasad, licensed professional counselor, John Hopkins trained trauma counselor, licensed chemical dependence dependency counselor and former on-air freelance national correspondent for CNN, Fox News, D.C. And Bill will join us to discuss the psychological impact of the pandemic and the impact of denial of the pandemic, as well as his article, The Guilting and Gaslighting of the American Consumer. And then later in the show, the Belly Twins, Nina and Nina Badasha, join us once again from Los Angeles, California, and they'll tell us about their online dance lessons from isolation in L.A. And along the way, I'll discuss a couple of things to help to keep us on the path of passion while we're here in isolation. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or from my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. My email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you do have any questions for my guests, please be sure to call or email while they're still on the air so they can answer them. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with any links that we discuss on the program will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years and you can also listen on apple podcasts and for information from previous programs to read my blog to find out you know about my book or anything else you can go to the one-stop shop drmaricarpel.com you can also hear all of the previous shows on blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years And also Apple Podcast has all of the previous programs that we've done here on Blog Talk Radio for the past six years. 
And for future events, to find out what's coming up in the next program, to read blogs when they post um, fresh off the hot off the presses, or any other upcoming events, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Ears. This evening's program is produced, so we're going to take a brief break. And um, it's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere. Um, We'll be right back with our first guest, Bill Prasad in Houston, to talk about his article, The Guilting and Gaslighting of the American Consumer. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Houston, Texas, Bill Prasad, licensed professional counselor and um, the owner of Prasad Counseling. Bill Prasad, are you there? I am here, and it's great to be with you, Dr. Carpell. Yeah, thank you for joining us this evening. I'm really, I'm really glad that we were able to have you on so quickly. Um, um, before we jump into our discussion, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Sure. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I work out of a family medical practice, see about 20 patients a week, working on issues surrounding anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and trauma. Um, Also, I do corporate trainings and I do crisis response for hospitals and cities or companies where something that has occurred might cause some trauma-like reactions. And along with that, I... uh, teach spin at several organizations so i've got a number of things i'm doing i like to tell people that i also do brain surgery and visit orphanages but uh (laughs) they're not on board with that (laughs) sounds like you are doing a lot um with the trauma response that you do are you seeing a lot of trauma related to the people reacting to COVID 19 Yes, I am. In fact, unfortunately, I had to respond to a hospital where there was the suicide of one of their Mm. nurses. One of their nurses was found um, dead. She had completed suicide in her home. 
And uh, so working with staff there, they were obviously very shaken um, by what had happened. And then I've been working with other companies either to prepare trainings for to to address wellness when their workers come back to work and also to help them design some policies as to how they can place their workers in a confident, safe place so that the company and the workers can be successful. In my private practice, I've been doing all virtual therapy as have all therapists Mm -hmm. and my patients are having a hard time. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing at times with depression. Uh, I see individuals who are trying to stay sober and uh, there have been some relapses. And then a number of people are having their trauma reactions triggered um, because of what has occurred. And the number of people that I work with um, in private practice have been through a few traumas. And if you take a look at the location on the map, Obviously, Houston went through Hurricane Harvey, and a large number of people moved here from Louisiana who went through Mm -hmm. Katrina. So people moved from Katrina. They lost their homes there. They moved to Houston. They lost their homes again in Houston, and now you have a pandemic. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. So, you know, and last week we I had um, two guests on who are psychologists in nursing homes in New York, in the New York City area. And so a lot of what you're talking about is, you know, they, they were talking about the same thing. Um, you know, staff members of nursing homes being very traumatized and residents and families, of course. So, you know, um, Maybe you can talk a little bit, you know, I, I, you know, you sent me your article on, on LinkedIn and I was so glad to get it. I, I really, it really resonated with me. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about what led you to write this article, the guilting and gaslighting of the American consumer. It started out in a very benign way. My, my wife and I were watching television. This was about two weeks ago, and there was a commercial for uh, a Texas farm company that sold farm supplies. And so we're watching that, and then there, were, there was video of the stores working in worker, video of the workers uh, working in the store, and the tagline in the uh, narration was, life doesn't take a day off. And I thought, well, that's a curious choice of words. What do they mean? Is there a chance that they're trying to tell us that we should feel guilty because we have taken some days off? And these aren't really days off. A lot of people have lost their jobs or have seen their hours cut. And so I was watching that, and then no more than maybe one or two commercial breaks later, here was a commercial for a bank that pretty much said, you should deposit your checks for $1,200. There was video of animation of someone depositing a check for $1,200. And it felt like the implication there is, in, is why aren't you at the bank depositing your check and going out and spending money? My first reaction was, okay, these two things in a row, is it my imagination or is there some message being built? Now, this was all within the context of timing surrounding two Fox News interviews that I had watched. Um, One was with Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the other one was with Dr. Phil, where some of the information being conveyed was an effort to downplay 
the seriousness of the COVID virus infection, to treat it as if it was really not that serious, and that if you checked your statistics, you'd find out that this is just like a bunch of other um, things that occur in this country. They were trying to add some normality to it and almost make you believe or try to convince you that what we saw over the last six weeks and what has occurred was kind of an illusion that everyone needs to get back to work, that what you saw and heard and felt really didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you're working with people who are in trauma. So because of what has happened, so it's pretty obvious that it's not an illusion. It's pretty, it's pretty real. Exactly. And these reactions that people are having are very real, whether it's a reaction due to a prior trauma or maybe they have an existing um, psychological challenge like anxiety or depression. But if we go bigger picture, all of us have been touched by what has occurred here in this country. Uh, There has been a sense of how could this happen here Uh, Why weren't we better prepared? And where do we go from here? Which are all hard questions at times to answer. We have all felt the anxiety and the fear surrounding day-to-day life. And how do we handle it? All of those things were real. And I was a bit aghast how anyone might suggest that, well, those things really didn't happen, that they're not really that Mm -hmm. serious. It really invalidates a person's feelings. And also, if you're working with someone in a, in a setting at a, uh, at a treatment center, or if you're working via virtual therapy with a patient, having outside forces coming in and telling them that their feelings aren't real, that they really shouldn't feel this way, uh, can really set them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think in some ways. I mean, do you agree with this? I think in some ways, all of us have been traumatized by what's going on. You don't have to have a pre-existing emotional condition, but this has been, you know, an ongoing um, trauma, really, to most people in this country. It has. We have all been affected by this. And even if you don't have a prior psychiatric diagnosis, you've still been affected. You were still afraid that someone in your family might get ill, that you might get ill. It was real that you were afraid that maybe your senior mom or dad might get sick. It was real that you were afraid that maybe your senior mom or dad is in an assisted living facility, and they might get ill. Um, The numbers were very real when numbers surfaced both in Texas and in other parts of the country that seemed to show a really high infection and death rate at assisted living centers. So Mm -hmm. all of those were real. Right, right. Now, you know, to be personal here, my my mom had COVID. 19 in an assisted living in New York, in the New York area. And uh, she was one of the lucky people. She, she, you know, and they say that it could be a different strain that's milder or genetics or blood type. I mean, they don't really know why some people get really sick and some people don't because, I mean, she's 91. She's got all the pre-morbid issues, a heart condition, a breathing condition. She was fine. Um, but 12 of her neighbors in her same building passed away. So, you know, it's a very scary 
situation. You don't really know what's going to happen once you know that you have it. Um, and your family doesn't know what's going to happen. So it's a very real trauma. Um, you're, yeah. you're right. And there, there are so many unknowns that have gone along with this. And most of us want to know as much information as possible, want to be able to connect the dots, want to feel like we are influencing the things around us and have a somewhat of a level of control over our lives. And this pandemic, this is not the way pandemics act in reference to they, they take away our control. They, they uh, cause changes in our lives. The ground is shifting all the time, and that creates a lot of anxiety. And that's a pretty normal response to be feeling all of those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any, any suggestions about <laughs> I would say how people can deal with the anxiety of it, but also how to deal with the outside pressure that we see, you know, Texas just opened up two days ago and the pressure is, um, you know, to go out. I heard that South Padre Island was packed. People, there were a line of cars getting to the Island to go on the beach to be around other people. Um, Restaurants have opened up with indoor seating um, malls, movie theaters. Um, how can people deal with this? It's like a very mixed message going on here. There is a mixed message, and that also creates anxiety throughout this entire process. We've gotten a lot of mixed messages. So if you take the mixed messages and put them together with authorities saying, we just don't know, that creates a lot of anxiety. I have a couple of suggestions. First of all, I'm really alarmed by how many people in this country are turning to a member of a political party for advice, and that is their source of information on medicine and science. And I think Mm -hmm. that is a bad idea. And I'm looking at it in a nonpartisan way in that I don't think we should go to a Democrat or a Republican in reference to science. We need to listen to the doctors. We need to listen to someone like Anthony Fauci, who I think is a national treasure. And um, President Mm -hmm. Trump in that in that uh, in the White House has a couple of the top top scientific medical minds in the country, and I'm so thankful that he has put those two people in front of us. I really want to hear from them, and it really alarms me when people make decisions as to how they're going to act, what they're going to do, and how they're going to dictate their practices in reference to safety based on politics as opposed to here is what the doctors are saying. So my first piece of advice is try to listen to the doctors, get multiple sources of physicians to form Mm -hmm. your opinions. When we drill down farther, what can we do day to day? You've got to recognize what you can't control and also what you can control. You can control your diet. You can control what you put in your mouth. You can control whether you exercise. You can control whether you are spreading information that isn't totally factual via social media. You can control whether you contribute to increasing panic and increasing fear. 
Other things you can control is if you take a look at resilience and what, how do you define resilience and what are the components of resilience, one of the firm pillars of resilience is the ability to learn new skills during a pandemic and be able to perhaps, when you roll those skills together, be able to create something, such as something as simple as can you learn how to cook? Because in the end, you do make a product. Can you learn how to garden? Can you learn, like I have, I, in the beginning I was really struggling with trying to learn how to do digital editing on my computer. Um, but uh-huh. I took the time. Yeah, and, and you have to teach yourself sometimes in your house and you're alone. So that's frustrating. <laughs> um, but some of the research that speaks to resiliency says that one of the parts of it is, can you learn a, a new skill during a pandemic? Do you grow? Do you find a way to grow? So those are some of the things that a person can do um, besides being creative. Try to reach out to at least one person every day. Make a call. Try to exercise several days a week. If you roll together some of these, um, you can start to make your way through a pandemic. And the other thing, um, doctor, that we all have to keep in mind is um, I have access to physicians at work at the family medical clinic. And I've asked them, what are the chances that there won't be a second or third wave? Can you guarantee there won't be a second or third wave? And I, when I talk about a second or third wave, wave um, during the uh, Spanish influenza breakout in, in 1918, um, there mm-hmm. was a first wave in the spring, a second wave in the fall, a third wave late December that carried into the next year. No doctors may able right. to tell me we definitely won't, that won't happen. So we've got to take this time and try to ask ourselves, what did we learn from it? What worked, what didn't work, and what do we need to put into play should this come again should there be a second or third wave yeah good very good points um you know i think i think at the beginning of this whole thing i started getting really busy with trying to uh think about you know what am i gonna what am i gonna do during this time i have to accomplish a lot and i've really felt like I had a difficult time like moving that quickly and I I think that one of the things that I noticed is that maybe we need to also have some compassion for ourselves right and take a break and as you said we're not on vacation it's there's a lot going on (laughs) we're here you know trying to figure out what to do next maybe having anxiety about what's going to happen. So we need to, we need to care for ourselves too, right? Exactly. Um, we need to have some patience with ourselves, with our loved ones. Um, there is no handbook that says, hey, in the case of a pandemic, here's exactly what you should do and, and here are the steps. So much of the research in reference to psychological reactions during or following a pandemic At times it's inconclusive. Um, Other times there just hasn't been enough research. We don't know exactly how this is going to play out. We know about the uh, psyche of the 
American public during 1918, during 1919. Uh, this was Woodrow Wilson as a president, and this was World War One, and medicine was still kind of in its infancy. The the opening of Johns Hopkins Medical School didn't come until the 1890s. So it's very hard to compare. Here's how we felt. Here's here's how we feel now, to 18, mm-hmm. 1918. Yeah, it, it's difficult. So. It's unclear how this goes, but you're right. We've got to be patient with one another. Certainly, we have seen people around us who have gotten upset or maybe they're getting more irritated easier. They're getting angry easier. We saw Mm -hmm. reactions on in the stock market as far as panic selling. We saw panic buying um, in the supermarket. I got to learn about the psychology of buying toilet paper. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> right. And so one of the things we learned is that at times we panic buy things and we create shortages for other people, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, if we, Doctor, if we look at this in terms of being um, compassionate and patient with one another and then getting ourselves psychological ready, being ready for the future and what could occur. Um, so, you know, I, you know, one of the things that I, I have two things that I'm thinking about right now. One is that not giving into the pressure of going out and trying to act as if everything is normal um, too quickly. And the second is like, what is the what is the new normal? How do we adjust to what that is going to be? You're right, and those are two very good questions. And so as far as the pressure, in many cases, we have to make individual choices, meaning that if we rely completely on what the federal government has told us or what state government has told us, we need to take that information and also take a look at, well, what our doctor is saying and what are we comfortable with. And while we may take a certain stance, we have to remember that if we get infected, we may infect other people. And if, mm-hmm. even if we don't believe that this is serious in nature, which would be a mistake, we have to remember that we still need to be careful so that we don't make each other, other people ill. So there hasn't been any indication so far that this virus has mutated into a less lethal form. And the possibility is that that could happen. But even in 1918, when that happened, it only happened after three waves and upwards of 25 to 50 million people in the country and I mean the world um, dying. And that might not sound like very many in reference to a world population, but keep in mind back then the uh, population of the world was a lot lower as far as the new normal. Right. We're going to have to create the new normal. The the new new normal for one person might be that um, they are going to wear a face mask all the time. A new normal for someone else might be I'll wear a face mask and I'm not going to go to many movies or I'm going to watch movies at home. Um, The new normal Mm -hmm. for my wife and I um, is that we we ordered um, dumbbells to work out at home. So when we go back and the gyms open, I'm already looking at how can we do maybe one workout a week as opposed to all three in the gym. How can we do one workout a week 
at home. And then when I teach my spin classes, I'm already gaming, game planning in my head best practices to make sure my, my uh, students are safe and that the bikes probably mm-hmm. need to be six to eight feet apart, that the new normal will be cleaning the bikes before and after um, you come in mm-hmm. as opposed to cleaning it up after you're finished. So there are a lot of things now that are going to be the new normal, but keep in mind that we can't say the ground isn't going to shift out from under us again. Right, right. I think a lot of people have, um, you know, begun working from home and discovered that, hey, you know, I kind of like it. Um, Maybe I'll continue that. You know, you're right, and this may change forever some aspects of the business world. And as a psychotherapist, I was never a fan of doing virtual psychotherapy. And so when this occurred, I had to go virtual because that is the best way and only way I can serve my patients. And what I've discovered is there were a number of places where it was very effective. It worked. And using certain intervention techniques, which I thought might not loan themselves to a virtual platform, they did work. And also I put together a weekly COVID support group for all my patients. Mm -hmm. And so doing group counseling. I love group counseling. Um, I'm in a room. It's a very vibrant and, and moving type of atmosphere, and it's a moving target, and I always love doing group. And so here I was for the first time, not only doing virtual one-on-one work, but also doing virtual group therapy with my patients, and it was pretty effective, and we found ways to work together. That's great. Right, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? <laughs> it, it is, and in a pandemic, you've got to find ways to adapt, and you've got to find ways to adapt as you progress with less and less complaining and more of a, this is hard, but we'll get it done. This is difficult, right. but we'll find a way. Right. Right. I guess, uh, you know, the point that I've been trying to make to people is that this is, you know, we want it to be different, but it's not. I mean, we're in a crisis and there are no perfect answers. So we have to pick the least, the the least dangerous way and figure out how to do it and get better at it. Right. Figure out how to do it, how to adapt. And um, something that I've been talking about with my patients is something called the Stockdale paradox. And so the Stockdale paradox took a look at individuals who were held captive in war situations, um, in particular Vietnam war prisoners, prisoners of war. And um, a fellow named Admiral Stockdale um, was part of the study. And you might recall that he was, he ran with Ross Perot back in the mid to late nineties. Ross Perot was going to be, was running for the presidency. Stockdale was going to be his vice president. Anyway, um, the guts of the research found out, surprisingly, that the optimist who set a date, we're going to get out on this date, didn't make it. That the person who said, we will be out by Christmas, or we will be out by Hanukkah, or we will be out by Easter, didn't make it. That the person mm. who wrapped their hands around a couple of facts. Number one, this is going to get worse. Number two, we're going to get out of this. I don't know when but we will get out of this. Those are the people 
who stayed psychologically buoyant and were able to recover faster post-trauma. Wow, that's interesting. That's an interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. That's an interesting. Look, look that up, and when mm-hmm. some of the political pundits said this will be over by Easter, or this will, um, if you give it another month or two, it'll disappear. Um, I cringed at that, and it had nothing to do with politics. It had everything to do with science in reference to epidemiology didn't suggest that. And also as a psychotherapist, I thought, is hearing that going to set people up to fail, and is it right. going to compromise some of my patients? Mm-hmm, hmm Well, I think what it did was it um, – in addition to that, it it caused people to then say, okay, this is enough. We're going to go out. We're not going to wear masks anymore. We're going to just go out and act like everything is normal. And, you know, we see the numbers going up. Right. It, it may have created a false sense of security and a realistic expectation. Also, there is a sense that at times, psychologically, there are some individuals who firmly believe that I'm not going to get infected. The other guy will. Right. And that's, that's a bad idea. Yeah. So, so Bill, um, if, if people are interested in, in finding out more about the services that you offer, um, how can they do that? Um, they can go a couple of ways. Um, number one, I can tell you what my, uh, my email is, and that is bill at prasad, P-R-A-S-A-D, counseling.com. Bill at Prasad, P-R-A-S-A-D, counseling.com. They can also call my office at Mm 713-661-7888. That's 713-661-7888. And in the world of virtual therapy, if you are sitting at home and you are in Austin and I'm in Houston, well, Mm -hmm. virtual therapy can bring us together. Yeah, that's great. And I know you do you do therapy for PTSD, right? Yes, I, always, I work with a lot of folks who have PTSD. I'm always looking for uh, referrals for PTSD. So it's good to know that you're there and that you can do, you know, you can do virtual therapy with someone who's right here in Austin. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I can do that. And um, I've worked with a number of companies throughout Texas, in fact, um, nationally, where I'm working with the company and working with human resources or working with them after a critical incident. Um, I'm brought in to work with employees, work with senior leadership as to how they can help the workplace recover. Great. Okay. So I'm going to post all of that on the website post about this program later tonight so if listeners you know didn't have the pen and paper they can just go and and find it right there um thank you so much for for coming on to the program i think you really gave a lot of insight really important points um, and thank you, Doctor, and, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to people and to provide them perhaps some assistance during these difficult times. Yes, yes, and and I'd love to keep in touch and, and maybe have you back on in the future. If you, you know, that would be great to just talk about PTSD in general. 
Of course. Okay, great. Well, you have a good evening and and stay safe. Have a great week. And, and you be well. And thank you again. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And um, I, before the... Billy twins, Zena and Nina Badasha, join us. I just wanted to talk a little bit about finding our way during our time in isolation. And I went on a little bit longer with Bill because he was covering some of the points that I wanted to make. And I, and I thought he was doing a really good job of that. And so I would let him talk rather than me. Um, but I really wanted to talk about dealing with the anxiety and that feeling like we have to get back into the world that a lot of people are having right now. And so I started thinking about, um, you know, some of the spiritual paths and, you know, Buddha was the first cognitive behavioral psychologist in a way, because he talked a lot about um, our mind and how, how our thoughts really affect how we feel and um, so I started doing a little research on what would, what would the Buddha say about dealing with um, this pandemic and, and feeling, um, feeling isolated and anxious about being isolated at home. And found a, uh, a Buddhist philosopher and professor, um, an article by him, by um, Jay Garfield, and the article is called Beyond Catastrophe, and he talked about um, the Buddhist ethics of the six perfections, and these are, when when the Buddha talked about perfections, they were um, habits of the mind that, or our behavior that helped to create um, a happier, more, more enduring um, happiness or feeling of peace and um, and help to create joy and happiness around us because that's 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 a big part of this is not it's not just about us it's creating health in our community and so one of the six perfections that he talked about was generosity and using this time to be generous and I, I've written about that in my book, I've talked about this a lot on the program about generosity, acts of generosity help to increase our own personal happiness and joyfulness. So when we're generous, 
to other people or when we witness other people being generous, it increases our own feeling of joy. It, it actually helps to release um, increase our immunoglobin A. There have been re- there's been research that says that when people um, volunteer and when they commit generous acts, um, their immunoglobin A goes up, which boosts our own immune system and helps to prevent um, illnesses. It decreases pain. There's been research showing older adults who volunteer have less physical pain um, than those who don't. So being generous is a really powerful act for ourselves. And of course, it's a powerful act for the people that we're generous towards and towards our community. And so if we're not if we're not just thinking about ourselves and, oh, wow, I really just want to get out of here and I'm really, you know, tired of being home and I'm bored and whatever, um, I need to get a haircut, I need to get a manicure. Um, if we're generous, then we're thinking about how our behavior affects other people. And so one of the most generous things that we can do right now is to stay home and and not be out spreading this virus and then when we do go out we we do it in a way that is safe and careful right wearing a mask is not just for our own protection but our mask that we wear is actually most masks unless we're wearing an n95 mask very few people have outside of the medical profession our masks are really for the protection of the other people that we come in contact with so if everybody's wearing a mask, then we're all we're all protecting each other. And there, if we think about it that way, that's a really wonderful feeling to have that interconnectedness that we're all helping each other. Um, and then other acts of generosity would be to call someone who you know lives by themselves and might be really struggling right now in isolation, or going shopping for someone who's elderly or who um, is more at risk for becoming very ill if they're exposed to this virus. So carefully going shopping for them, you know, giving them a call and asking, can I pick up a few things when I shop for myself? Um, Donating money if you're working and you're, you know, you're able to work from home and you're, you have the finances and you know that other people are really struggling to eat right now. They've been laid off. They're not able to work because it's too dangerous to work for them to, to donate. There are a lot of organizations right now that are, um, collecting money and collecting food. I know the Austin Food Bank right here in Austin is um, doing a big campaign to to collect food and to donate food to people who are not working or not able to afford to eat right now. So acts of generosity can really help us to feel purposeful, um, to feel like our life has meaning even while we're in isolation and we can't go about our daily life. Um, And then cultivating patience is another one of those, um, those six perfections, cultivating patience. That will help us to reduce our anger. So 
spending time in meditation and learning how to meditate is a really powerful way of being patient. Um, this, it, you know, most of my clients have told me that they can't meditate because they just can't sit still. Well, now we're sitting still. We're sort of forced to sit still. This is a good time to practice meditation. And the, the meditation is a practice. It, it's, you're not perfect when you start. <laughs> and even the best the people who have been meditating for years and years have racing thoughts at time, have anxiety, have things on their mind that they're thinking about. But the practice of meditation helps you to start to slow down your thinking. So the more you practice it, the easier it gets to do that more quickly, that your brain might be racing when you first sit down, and then after a period of time, it starts to slow down. Your thoughts slow down, and you can have more patience. Um, And I'm going to continue this discussion next week because I'm pretty sure we're still going to be in this situation next week. And one of the other things that we can do is we can, we can learn a new skill and learn how to dance and do something really joyful. And there are a lot of people online who are teaching um, dance and music and singing and our next guest, are doing just that and that's we coming to us now um, from Los Angeles in isolation are Dina and Nina Badasha the belly twins
All right, and we're back. And joining us on the phone right now from L.A., once again, we have Dina and Nina Badasha, the Belly Twins. Welcome. Hey. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. How are you guys doing? It's been a while. Oh, my goodness, it has. We are so excited to be on the show again. And And thank you for having us back. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and thank you for joining for joining me. I know, you know, the last one the last time we spoke I think was when we were out in LA several years ago and we met you, Vina, and your son, Nina. (laughs) Oh yay. Yeah, because Elijah was on the show. Oh, that's right. Oh he loved it. He must actually wants to come back. All grown up by now. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, he's 12 years old now. Yeah. Can't believe he's the time 12. has flown by so fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. Oh my he goodness. was adorable. Yes. Is he still, he's is he still on? He, oh, go ahead. Go on. Sorry. So, and there's a slight um, delay, was, so sometimes we talk oh, over okay. each other. I was just, okay, that's okay. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Um, he's following our footsteps in uh, pursuing fitness. He loves it. Uh, whether if he's going to make that as a, a career or not, uh, you know, too too soon to say. But I know that he loves it. He loves, um, you know, dance. He loves fitness dance, and so it's uh-huh. it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. He actually asked. He said, "Oh, I want to be on that show again." <laughs> he was great. So he was great. Oh, I know. I know. He's a, he is a he's a kidder. I mean, he's awesome. He's a yeah. great great speaker, and oh, it's awesome. But yeah, I'm glad that everything's how's everything over there? How's everything in in Austin? Well, you know, it's the same. They opened up Texas, but it uh, doesn't mean that it's better here. It's pretty much. I think you guys probably have had a better. Things are going better there because you've had such strict rules, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, we're we're obviously still in lockdown, um, but it, it's okay in terms of. Well, nothing's okay in terms of the, the the lockdown, but you always make the best of what you can make, you know. So yeah, for for us, the you know uh, we had to just change up our instead of doing real and live classes, we're doing, you know, classes via Zoom, which. Yeah. So what are you teaching? What what are you teaching Um, now on Zoom? So uh, we teach a variety of things, but our, our ones that we're really pushing and and promoting is, is actually Bollywood dance fitness. Mm, And uh, mm -hmm. which is a great way of working out. It's very cardio uh, for both men and women, great fitness, uh, you know, a great, great way to get your cardio in. Um, it's affordable, so donations based, you know, of su- suggested based, I mean, suggested donations of $5 only, all levels, Monday and Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's ongoing until uh, you know, until I guess further notice, but I'm going to probably keep this going because it's, uh, it's just so much fun. And, um, and it's a really, really great way to, you know, just to have, to meet people from all over the country, actually now all over the world. So I have, I have students in, in, um, I mean, it's a small class right now, but it's a, I have students in Europe, 
I have students in the East Coast and, and uh, actually also in the West Coast and, you know, various places. So it's really great. And then, if, of course, if they can't come to the class, they can always do, you know, the on-demand on classes that are available mm-hmm. on com, And you can see Belly Twins, uh, Belly Dance, and Bollywood. So both of them. But for the Zoom, it's Bollywood. And, um, and then we are going to be adding Belly Dance fitness as well because we've actually gotten people asking about it and again the the reason why we're doing it is we really really want people to be working out and not you know sitting and eating all the time but also right when you you know when you know Bollywood is a great way to uh to get your heart pumping and it's a fun dance it's enjoyable it's joyous it's really um, uplifting and uh it's and not many people teach it and we've been teaching bollywood fitness for many years we were probably one of the first that ever did teach it in the united states so mm-hmm. and you know so so it's it's, it's really it, I fun took a, I, I had a video a dvd once of the of bollywood fitness dancing and i loved it but now the computers yeah. now don't let you use the dvd anymore um, so I, yeah. uh, I would love to take your class sometime. It's, it's, oh I'm definitely yeah. recommending it for everybody because it is, the music is just so, so uplifting fun. and joyful. Yes. And it's yeah. a, good, it's a great workout. It's a great, great workout. Um, and you all can do it. students sweat. Yeah. Yeah. They all do. They go, wow, you really, you know, you, you you worked us out today, and they always say that. <laughs> I, I thought it was you know, and they, and they're getting stronger. And the thing is, it's such an it's a it's a mood lifter. So you're not mm-hmm. not not only does it work out, you know, as you know, that's great uh, workout physically, but it's also emotionally and mentally a great workout because you feel better, and you don't feel a lot of people are going through depression. Um, and I'll tell you, and anxiety. Yes, that's a big mm-hmm. one that we keep hearing about. Yeah. And, and when they take these, uh, when they work out to our Bollywood classes, they, they you can tell that their moods have changed. I mean, they've even expressed that to us. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah. "This is great. I feel better." I and one student was saying, "I could not." Wait, I was counting the hours down. She, uh, counting down. Yeah. Hey guys. Oh, hey guys. I, need, I needed you? to say hi. Hey, how's it going? I wanted to say that I just figured out we've known each other for 24 years. Oh, of course, of course. I can't believe it. And, We're and, off the and time. Do you, and I, I'm a, I'm going to bring you the uh, memory of when Gina's blouse broke, her strap yes, broke, okay. and both, either both of y'all came and fixed her blouse to make it you know, work yes. for the night. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, it, uh, I totally it remember that, release. and you were out in, in, in L.A. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to say oh hi because goodness. I was just feeling like, holy cow, 24 years. That's a long time. Oh. Gosh, that has been a long time. I didn't even know it was that long. I kept thinking, oh, yeah. I don't know, 10, 15 years? Yeah, Greg, no. Greg, yeah, 20, Gregory's, 20, 20, Gregory's 26 years now. 
Oh my! Wow, God. that's, that's yeah. crazy! Wow. Crazy! The well, time get back to Bollywood. Really I just want to say <laughs> hi. Bollywood. Bollywood okay. <laughs> so, so with these classes, the on-demand classes, are they are they the same classes as your Zoom classes? Are they the on-demand from the Zoom? So that's a good question. We are creating um, more and more content. Uh, we haven't uploaded them yet, but mm-hmm. the classes that you get on Zoom with me, you know, with the you know, all, um, you know, the, the group classes, no, they are not the same. So I always try to change up a, a, a little bit of the class every class session. So they'll get uh-huh. like one or two different choreographies or things like that. Some of the movements are the same as the downloadable. Uh, Bollywood Blast and the Indie Hop, uh, but the uh, but they're they are different, and you will get a different workout. So sometimes I'll do a little bit more classical on some of them, and uh, less classical. But you also at the beginning and the end of the class, you also get a, a nice little warm up with uh, a little yoga. So any yoga mm-hmm. in, uh, enthusiasts, they will love this because obviously yoga started in India. Um, I bet I, I do it like in you know, very um, posture-based, so it is uh-huh. a, 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 lot, a lot about the alignment about the body. So, um, you know, no chanting, anything like that. It is full-on just workout, you know. Right. You know, so it's a right. – yeah, you'll, you know, you'll get that. And, you know, but all done completely correctly because, I, you know, we're all we're, – we're certified in various styles of – uh, I mean, in various fitness uh, certifications, and uh-huh. um, both of us. Well, I, I you know, master's degree, master's of fine arts degree, and so you know, so we we kind of know what we're talking about, right? But, uh, yeah. Right. So it's it is very. I it's it's a it's one of the most well-rounded classes because not only you get you get the 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 workout the warm up and then we go into the warm up with the yoga then we go into um, various like classical or, or start off with stuff and then classical which really strengthens the um, the especially the lower extremities and always working on the posture really always working on the posture and the belly core belly because that's uh, that's what we're all about. And you right. get a great workout with the upper arms, and then uh, obviously all the cardio stuff, and then the cool down down onto the ground when you get your yoga mat and you're feeling great. <laughs> so what's what, the really cool thing about it is that you we do not we've also had students who've told us and and we ourselves don't feel like it's a chore to work out to these to the music as well as to the movements because it is so enjoyable to do these movements. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's, it, it's, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And then you don't even realize that you're getting this amazing workout. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so what should people wear for these classes? Uh, anything that's comfortable in terms of, uh, you know, like, if they if they're comfortable in a t-shirt and a and a pair of shorts or something, just workout wear basically. But they also okay. also uh, traditionally uh, yoga or sorry uh, yoga and uh, Bollywood bare feet. But you don't have to. You can wear comfortable mm-hmm. shoes or sneakers um, if that's more comfortable for you. So whatever you're good at, you know, in in terms of your own workout or however you work out and whatever you wor- wear to work out, that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
And okay. um, so some people want to wear, you know, some people want to wear shorts. Some people want to wear, uh, you know, like uh, something that covers a little bit more. But I would, if you're a female, I would probably suggest a sports bra because you will be mm-hmm. kind of bounce. <laughs> you know, right. That's just, you know, you, you know, you will. <laughs> You've got to say uh-huh. that. So, <laughs> um, right. yeah, but, um, yeah, whatever's comfortable. Okay. Okay. So no, no special Bollywood outfit or yeah. No, no. Yeah, and <laughs> just workout clothes. Yeah, workout clothes, and we and you don't even need the weights. And it's done. Uh, if somebody, if if people have done Zumba, it's sort of Zumba style, except in terms of the the like the middle section. So we'll go from song to song to song in the middle portion. Uh, that is, um, uh, you know, like uh, like choreography. They'll have there'll be choreography, but it, they're all fitness based. So it's not like I will stop and teach you the choreography. I will break down a couple of the movements uh, or the steps, but very briefly because it is a fitness class. So, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. in terms of you know, the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you'll pick it up. And don't get discouraged because it's it is you know if you're if it's the first time you're working out don't get discouraged you just keep going at it and you'll get it you'll get something as oh. long as you're moving and as long as you're having fun that's what that's what counts that's it yeah so. yeah so you said it's Monday and Wednesday 2 p.m. Pacific time and then when is yes. the 9 a.m. Pacific time one. Yeah, Friday morning at 9 a.m. Friday. And okay. Yes. And then if, again, if they don't want, if they can't come to class or if they don't, you know, if they want to just uh, do an on-demand thing, bellytwins.cinevi.com. So Cinevi is spelled C-I-N like Nancy, E-V like Victor, E-E.com. So, uh, C-I-N-E-V-E, bellytwins.cinevi.com. Yes. Dot com. Yes, Cinevi has two E's, so C I N E V E E. Yeah, I guess technically okay. three E's, three E's. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and then they'll get Belly Dance and Bollywood in that one as well. And you know, and okay. Then, and it and, and it's interesting too. Like the other things that we that we've um, that this lockdown has kind of taken us to is uh, we're able to like do the book that we wanted to do and some virtual shows and all that stuff. But I, Nina will talk about that. If yeah. Well, yes. Um, basically it's just, uh, I'll just give you kind of a little bit of a nutshell because the, the, the book project is in its infancy stage. And uh-huh. basically the, the book is to, is, is helping people to tune in um, to uh, on their intuitive side. There are a lot of, there are different, different kinds of chapters on uh, what we are guiding people. Um, it, is, it is basically what we believe in, that, that health, uh, healthy lifestyles. But uh, um, one of the things is um, it is going to be tuning into your, you know, your, the power of intuition, basically. Yeah. Talking mm. about mm-hmm. learning, learning to tune in. And it's especially weight it's, loss, though. And, and weight <laughs> loss and, and just changing changing your body but what's what's kind of really interesting is we are given that we're we're all in this lockdown 
um, people are reflecting about what is going on in their lives and what to do and how they can uh, learn to cope. And sometimes uh-huh. when you're reflecting and you're thinking about your own life and you're, you're analyzing what direction you want to go, um, the, the learning to tune in uh, with the power of intuition is a very, very important um, aspect. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't rely mm-hmm. on anything else. Any outside, uh, any outside sources other than just, you know, we were all given the, the gift from God to, to learn to get our information and make our own decisions on, um, on how to take care of ourselves and, and what direction, what, what, you know, there are a lot of things that people want to, to learn about, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes they they find themselves going in, in the wrong direction and they think, oh, my gosh, why did I just do that? I, you know, it, it, I guess I made a mistake. Perhaps they were not paying attention. And so we are uh-huh. going to show you tools on how to do that. And then everything is from a Christian-based point of view. So your body mm-hmm. is your temple, um, your, your, your um, you know, taking care of your health, and cleansing, fasting, um, exercise, health, those, those directions. And the other thing okay. that we're also working on is uh, it's, we're, it's virtual shows. So given that, again, given with this lockdown, rather than going to a gig and p- people are having their virtual parties um, and they're able to meet, you know, 10, 20, 100, 500, 1,000, 10,000, whatever that group of people might be, we are offering our services as to do virtual shows. Yeah, can you believe that? We actually have one tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. really wow. funny because it's so interesting because we use that the, in the area that we're teaching the Bollywood classes, uh, we had a, a couple, you know, few people say, hey, do you, would you guys be willing to do it? And I said, yeah, we're all already set up, so why not? So we just kind of dress the background a little, either Middle Eastern if that's what they want, or little uh-huh. India if that's what they want, and then they and then we do a show. <laughs> it's wow! Really fun because you know because you it's a very different way to perform. So everybody, so in in this case we would host it and then uh, and then or however they want, and then uh, we all have this little you know. Right now, it's like tomorrow's our corporate party. We have this party, uh-huh. and they do like a, uh, you know, like the, the 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 performance, and it's really fun. It's so interesting. I'd like, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, I got to yeah. I got to laugh about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. I was just saying earlier, you know, <laughs> I was saying earlier, necessity is the mother of invention. So, <laughs> right, that is. So so true. I, I mean, I just I I just laugh because you know, like Nina was just saying that this would be the long. You know, we've done shows like you know just within our neighborhood, and also uh, shows in Dubai. And this is going to be like the wow. the shortest commute. <laughs> yeah, won't take long. We won't have to, we won't even have to drive to our gig. <laughs> Right? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's so crazy. fun. <laughs> yeah, that's really, it's Love great. It. You have to be creative, you know? 
Yeah. You have to yeah. find ways to it, be creative. Yeah, yeah, so, the, the magic so of cameras. <laughs> so for the, um, for the Zoom, how do people, yes. is it the same website for people to find your Zoom, to sign up for that, or how do they do that? Oh, that's a good question. So if they want more information, they just they can email me, bellytwins at bellytwins.com. So be like mm-hmm. boy, E-L-L-Y-T-W-I-N-S, like a belly and like tw- identical twins. So bellytwins at bellytwins.com. And, uh, and you know, either Nina, me, or someone else will email them some information. And so once we – they can pay by, by a Ven, Venmo or um, – PayPal or, you know, whatever, uh, usually one of those two. Um, and then once we receive the payment, then we send a link. It's pretty simple. So, and, okay. and people just, yeah, and, it, you know, that's how they do it. And then, and again, it's suggested donation is $5 per class. So it's pretty affordable. And, yeah. you know, if they, that's- you know, so they should be able to be okay. But again, you know, if, if, that's an issue, you know. I want then we, email us. Yeah, then email us. And I, I, we really want people to work out, have fun. Yes. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they they can get off the couch instead of watching the news and get more and more depressed. Mm-hmm. They can do something productive <laughs> with them with themselves and with their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> so really, yeah. it is such. We want our goal is to change everybody's body one person at a time. <laughs> there you go. That's a great goal. Yes. All right. So the best way for people to sign up for the Zoom is to email you, and then yes. you'll yes. send the information. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. If they just want to just send the send the money. That's okay as long as they've got we've got the information and their email, so we can email them the the links to the class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That sounds great. All right. Oh, I will awesome. be posting that on my website. So people, oh, you know, miss awesome. that. They'll, they'll get it later. Thank you so much for being on the program and, and doing what you're doing because it's, it's a great thing. I think people really need to be uplifted right now and get their bodies moving and, you know, feel good so they don't feel desperate to go out and do unsafe things. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yes. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. We love being on your show. Bye. And Art, see you later. We love you. <laughs> All right. Bye. So you take, you take care. Looking forward to you speaking too. to you again. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye too. now. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So we've come to the end of another program, and I just want to let you know what's happening next week. Next Sunday is May 10th. It's Mother's Day, and we'll be back with another show live from right here in Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined by PTSD psychotherapist and author of the new book, Aftershock, Healing PTSD from Sexual Assault and Childhood Sexual Abuse. Susan Brunson will be joining us. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, get the links that we talked about on the program, the email addresses and all of that, um, or listen to previous programs, go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and all of that will be posted later tonight. 
And you can also listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now if you want to listen again by going to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can also listen to it on Apple Podcasts. And for future programs, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, your golden years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald DeVere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Bill Prasad, Dina and Nina Badasha, the Belly Twins, and a few all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, use has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Mm-hmm.